friend. Don't let your life slip by. Don't get lost on a spiritual journey either. True meditation is home, here and now. We only need to be clear about this and keep attention coming back home to its heart. Welcome to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Klingler. So I often get that question when I'm uh, teaching meditation on the breath in the way that I do. I often get the question, you know, most teachers say to just breathe naturally and not interfere with the breath and just like count it or keep track of it or watch it. And, uh, you know, why do I do it differently or why do I say it differently? So that's a great question that I get all the time. And uh, let's first talk about why people advise to leave the breath as it is, to just breathe a natural breath and observe it. And uh, there's lots of reasons I won't be able to exhaust or even think of all the reasons, uh, but they're all great reasons. And obviously, many people teach this way, so there must be a really great bunch of reasons. I think one of the most important reasons is because ultimately in meditating, we're being open and receptive to things as they are. So right from the start, by cultivating an attention to the breath that focuses kind of on the on its already thereness and its already being that wayness. Uh, by focusing in a way that's receptive and not, you know, trying to adjust things to our preferences. That's already setting up the habit to approach things as they are and accept things as they are. So that's the main reason. So down the road, that's a great habit to cultivate and we should cultivate it too. Uh, this kind of just plain looking. Eventually, we want to be able to look that way just to everything in general. It just is the way that it is. And meditation kind of meaning an opening to truth means, you know, just allowing things to be the way that they are. Being open to that. So a great habit. And so the emphasis also is kind of on the side of of interest as well. This is the other reason. The other reason to leave the natural breath is because then our energies can go into the real in interest and investigation of, you know, an object, the breath sensations, which is just kind of there. And this is uh, important in the early part of meditation practice. Uh, so the first thing I said about um just leaving things that the way that they are and being open to that, that's important at the beginning, middle, and end. But especially it's important at the beginning. Uh, one of the great early joys of meditation is to start to discover that the things that are happening to us 
are actually just happening in us. And they're kind of like objects. Like all the objects in the world, they arise. They hang around for a while and they pass away. And there's something separate about us from those objects. Now, this doesn't uh, go all the way. It's not the deepest teaching, but uh, one that I think all of us make use of, uh, no matter where we are or what's happening, every once in a while, it's great to be able to just disengage and just allow things to be the way that they are and let them be objects and see them as separate from us. When I'm having a, a difficult emotion, if that emotion is seen as just a behavior of vibrations in the body associated with certain thoughts, and I can watch that as an object separate from me, the observer, a space of freedom opens up, a crack of possibility. And as that opens up, uh, one of the early things that we discover in meditation, that crack of freedom, that, that opening, that space of possibility, uh, that's one of the greatest joys, and it's very encouraging. Uh, so, you know, great. Uh, great reason number two. And uh, the things that are said around this leaving the breath as it naturally is, these things seem uh, really uh, compelling arguments. And uh, I, I, the way I put them sounds totally reasonable, totally compelling. But let me now subvert that and mix that up a little. And uh, let's see, you know, if there aren't some other ways to look at this. So uh, for the first is this sense of like really paying attention to what's happening and noticing and investigating. Uh, this can happen while we're, you know, kind of fiddling with and adjusting the breath. This can happen because we breathe in a certain way. Let's say we start to breathe a little bit deeper. Well, that's going to affect things. Sensations are going to appear. And we're not creating those sensations. Uh, there's a reaction, a cause and effect, and we can feel those. We can have this same attitude of mindfulness. Breathing in a certain way, we then investigate and see how does that feel? How is it working? And when we're really enjoying the breath, let's say, I say, really enjoy the breath, we're, you know, looking at what does that attitude of being open and enjoying the breath, what does it do? This is noticed. This is seen. So we're still doing this observing things as they are. We're just doing stuff and then seeing what happens. The truth is that's also happening in this pay attention to the natural breath kind of instruction because there's a, a deliberate intentional looking to the breath and then that affects the breath. Everything is affected by our attitude and what we bring to it. And uh, one of the things that uh, is often said of the kind of breath meditation that I'm talking about is when, when we're doing this, we're allowing our intention, our intention to be present, to come out. So we're working with intention, and intention is there 
as one of the objects that can be observed. Whereas when we're operating under a strict idea, we're just observing the natural breath, we may actually miss the role of intention there. That actually with every breath, there's, there's some intention involved. Uh, there's, there's like two kinds of intention. There's an intention that has a kind of conscious, deliberate kind of intention. And there's a, another intention, the intention that we're not aware of, but is still operating. And this other side to intention, you know, comes to light more when we're working with the breath in this way. And we can totally miss it the other way. Now, people who say, uh, as I have heard, that it, attention to the natural breath just drives the breath, uh, drives the intention of the breath underground, uh, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. It doesn't totally drive it underground. Intention can still appear and appear clearly uh, while we're meditating the other way. So I don't really want to draw a huge distinction between paying attention to a natural breath and, and manipulating the breath. But I would want to point out that uh, this doesn't preclude, it doesn't prevent uh, being mindful, being observant, and investigating that these things can still happen while we're playing with the breath while we're manipulating the breath slightly, subtly, and while we're working with our intention and our inner mental attitude as well, that tweaking these slightly, you know, that kind of thing happens. We're constantly doing those kinds of things, and so we're just bringing that into the meditation where we can see it and where it's, uh, you know, consciously, uh, possibly helping us. And uh, in that sense, there are a few pluses to this emphasis that I'm putting on the pleasant breath, on enjoying the breath, and on this subtle manipulation. I don't mean to suggest that we should take a formula, uh, which is also fine. Uh, I'm not against that, but I'm, I'm just saying it's not what, what I'm suggesting. Like a formula like, you know, breathe in three seconds, breathe out one second, breathe in four seconds, then breathe out two seconds, or uh, breathe to certain amounts of counts, rhythms, depths, according to some kind of formula, uh, like is done sometimes with certain kinds of yogic breathing. That kind of physical manipulation of the breath uh, is not really, you know, what I mean, but it's something uh, a little bit more subtle, a little gentler, and a little bit more exploratory. So it really should have this kind of experimental or playful aspect to it, where we're just experimenting, playing, just seeing how pleasant can we get the breath, how continuous can we get the breath, how clear, how vivid can we get it, uh, without you know violently physically breathing, and without breaking the breath, you know either totally physical or totally mental, but playing in the you know sort of space between those levels. So this is a great way to explore. Uh, includes a whole lot of information that runs the gamut of our body and mind. And, uh, you know, just plain makes meditation more fun, more interesting, more pleasant. And uh, then we're going to want to do it some more. So that's a huge plus because we really do need to get this body-mind on our side 
with meditation. And so we need to, you know, to make it a pleasant experience, you know, as much as we can. Of course, there's a downside to that in that, you know, certain kind of, we might be reinforcing this already, you know, huge bias we have towards pleasant feelings, pleasant experiences, and this huge prejudice we have against unpleasant experiences. And, uh, you know, this is a big part of, again, why people like to teach uh, mindfulness of the quote-unquote natural breath. But it's a risk that's worth taking. No matter what, we're all going to have to deal with this preference and bias. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's definitely going to be called up by this kind of a practice. But it doesn't mean that just because we practice that way that we're going to become addicted to pleasant experiences or something. There'll be time enough to work with that. Plus, for most of us, kind of in our life now, there's just like a lot of abrasive energy, a lot of stress, just a lot of kind of assault on the body-mind that's happening. And, uh, you know, it really behooves us. It really is appropriate uh, to take some action on that, uh, to condition things, to play with the fact that we're body, that these bodies and minds are conditioned things, uh, and start experimenting, playing with the, the cause and effect. And if we're not kind of adopting an external formula, uh, but, you know, internally exploring and knowing we're, we're creating wisdom, it's definitely arising. So I encourage you to just stick with a natural breath if that's what you're used to, or explore this play, uh, this experiment with the breath. It's a, you know, a really great way to, to meditate. It holds our interest. It captures our interest, maintains our interest. And it also kind of takes a big part of the kind of overly mental idea of what meditation is. It kind of shaves away a little bit at that uh, because we don't really use the idea or the thought of paying attention to the breath. But we're, we're enjoying the breath, experiencing the pleasantness of the breath. And so that rather than paying attention for a long time, being the dominant idea, it's enjoying for a long time, enjoying continuously, really feeling the pleasant sensations, which are, you know, which we'll want to really feel and we'll want to, uh, you know, really experience vividly. And these pleasant sensations are subtle, too. And one of the things, one of the main things of practicing meditation is to open the mind and awareness to, to subtle things. Uh, that's also, you know, a very long-term important idea as well. So I don't want to uh, really present these as like two stark alternatives. Either one is fine. But I just wanted to put in a little pitch there for this other way, this way of play, experiment, enjoyment. Um, and uh, hopefully you can have some confidence in that and, and try it out. Of course, the only true confidence comes from, from trying out. And if it works for you, great. And if not, 
then then as you're breathing, just you know leave the breath as it is and just feel it as it is if that if that idea if that uh, inducement to attention speaks to you, then uh, do that, and it can be both, and it can change. What fun! I love this. Okay, uh, that's enough on that subject. Uh, next time we'll sit and meditate together. Uh, I can't wait now. I'm so excited. All right, bye bye now. Thank you for listening to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Klima. Having troubles, obstacles, or are you unsure about something? Ask Alan. To submit a question, go to IShouldBeMeditating.com And Alan may respond to you very soon on a future podcast. Chances are, lots of others will benefit from the answer too.